Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study, and we're so glad you can join us. But before we get into the Word, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for your infinite wisdom and knowledge that you share with us, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for the people who are in our lives, Lord, and that we just have a chance to be a light to them, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your body, Lord, and that we, we can be part of it, Lord, and to fellowship with other believers, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, welcome, everybody. We're glad to have you with us as we get into the Word and continue our discussion and study of the book of Acts. And I'd like to thank everyone that continues, uh, and especially those that are that are faithful and partnering with us in liking the episodes, subscribing on on any number of platforms where you find a day of prayer and then sharing it with others because you are aiding in the work of the ministry and building the Lord's house and ensuring that the gospel is preached throughout the four corners of the earth. So we, we thank you and we thank the Lord for you and just pray to him that you are blessed immensely for your work and you know your continued support of this ministry and partnering with us to ensure that the work is done. So thank you for being a blessing to us and sharing in the workload. We're thankful. And also, let's get into the Word, shall we? Because that's, that's the main reason that we're here. Mm-hmm. So we're going to reread. We are in, in Acts chapter 6, but we're going to reread the first seven verses. So can I get a volunteer to cover that section of Scripture, please? I will. All right, promise? Now in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists, because the widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit, and Philip. Sorry. Wait, yes. And Philip. Pro. Prochorus. Nicanor. Timon. Paramin. Parmenas. Parmenas mm-hmm. and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. Then the word of God spread, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. Mm-hmm. All right, so yesterday we we began a discussion on how the people were a part of this problem, right? And now they had opportunity to be part of the solution. And the guidance that was given, clearly by the Holy Spirit, to the apostles were, you're looking for 
these traits and characteristics, right? Yes. And those were men of good reputation. Two, that they were full of the Holy Spirit. Three, that they had wisdom. And if you continue, right, in the other verses, five and eight, full of faith, right? Yes. Uh, Or full of faith in the Holy Spirit. And in verse eight, it says, full of faith and power, right? Yes. But they initially just gave three, the apostles did, right? Which all the rest are summed up, the full of faith and power. Um, so let's, let's look at a couple things because this, this is important for us, right? They're, they are given the opportunity to choose for themselves leaders, right? Yes. But there's a, there's a couple key things. One is that if this is the qualification for people that they were going to elect or select as leaders within the church, right? The people themselves, first and foremost, should be seeking the Holy Spirit on who to choose, right? Yes. But even for those that are that may be new to the faith or new, newly baptized in the Holy Spirit and don't yet fully know His voice, there are certain characteristics and qualities that they should be able to see because these are chosen, these people will be chosen from the midst of the people. And we brought up yesterday how this is very similar, this should sound familiar, to our, our election system, right? At least here in the yes. United States, and but many others that, that have a democracy, right? And they vote. They're choosing leaders. So if this is the standard that the Lord is giving through the apostles, we should be wary of it because the Lord always gives his best, Right? Yes. It, we shouldn't be just voting along party lines, but we should be looking for very specific things that are measurable, that bear fruit and witness of a relationship with the Lord, being, being led by His Holy Spirit, right? Yes. So the very first thing mentioned is men of good reputation, right? Yes. Okay. Now Paul expounds on this. Right? Um, can I get a volunteer to read from First Timothy chapter 3 and the first 13 verses? I will. Okay. Well, Charles, please go this ahead. This is a faithful saying. If a man desires the position of a bishop, he desires a good work. A bishop must be blameless, the husband of one wife, temperate, sober-minded, of good behavior, hospitable, able to teach, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, but gentle, not quarrelsome nor covetous, one who rules his own house well, having his children in submission with all reverence. For a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? Not a novice, lest being puffed up with pride, he fall into the same condemnation as the devil. Moreover, he must have a good testimony among those who are outside, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. Likewise, deacons must be reverent, not double-tongued, nor given to much wine, not greedy for money, holding the mystery of the faith with a pure conscience, not letting, but let these also first be tested, then let them serve as deacons, being founded blameless." 
Likewise, their wives must be reverent, not slanderers, temperate, faithful in all things. Let deacons be the husbands of one wife, ruling their children in their house in their own house as well. For those who have served well as deacons obtain for themselves a good standing and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. And so so that being said, right, we combined, we didn't divide up as, as many do elders or bishops and deacons, right? <clears throat> because if we yes. really examine that out, you will notice that it's the same standard. There's one standard by which everyone that is desiring a position of leadership should be living by. If you And if you really study those two sections out, and I'll say the, the two sections are, if you were to divide it, the first seven verses, and then, so verses one through seven, and then verses 8 through 13, you will notice that they are all but identical. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. But it makes it very plain the characteristics, qualities, and attributes that an individual should have and display at all times. How they should live. Right? In the previous episode, we were just, oh, so I'll say it in this way. We led on that previous episode discussing the fruit of the Spirit, right? Which is yes. love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control, right? But yeah. then they were also exhorted, and that's in Galatians 5. They were also exhorted to live by the Spirit and to walk by the Spirit. If we really examine all of these characteristics, qualities, and attributes... You can only remain in all of them if you are being led by the Spirit. The Spirit of God. The Spirit of God, yes. <laughs> yes. The, the Holy Spirit. The Spirit. Yes, the yes, Spirit. Yes. The Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. If you are led by Holy Spirit, that is the only way this is possible. And why do we know that? Scripture also tells us that those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. But also, let's, let's not stop there because... The Apostle Paul also writes in Titus chapter 1, verses 5 through 9, qualities and characteristics as well. So, can I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? Gotcha. Thank you, brother. This is why I left you in Crete, so that you may put what remained into order and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. If anyone is above reproach, the husband of one wife and his children are believers and not open to the charge of debauchery or insubordination. For an overseer, as God's steward, must be above reproach. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered or drunkard or violent or greedy for gain, but hospitable, a lover of good, self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction and in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. Mm. Okay. So do we see again? Again. The same characteristics and qualities are mentioned, yes? Yes. yes. Okay. 
But if we'd have continued with in, in Titus, verses 10 through 16, but I'll just read verse 10 and verse 16. This is the why, part of the why, if you will, that the apostles through the Holy Spirit said, pick people with these traits, characteristics, qualities, and attributes, because they reflect our Lord and Savior, right? From amongst the people. In verse in Titus one ten says there are for there are many insubordinate, both idle talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision. In verse sixteen he says they profess to know God, but in works they deny Him, being abominable, disobedient, and disqualified for every good work. So the people here again, have the opportunity to be a part of the solution and selecting leaders for themselves from amongst themselves that will help aid their growth and development in the Lord and have that permeate, have his goodness, his fragrant aroma and his glory permeate every area and aspect of our life and community. And and that's just on the, it says men of good reputation, part of it. Yeah, I just think I want to, as as a a friend of ours does, our listeners would understand it, but I want to drop a little hand grenade in the middle of the room here. Please do, brother. (laughs) Uh, Well, I I think it's important to say it. We're discussing this, yeah. My my father, uh, we were brought up in a Southern Baptist church, and um, not that my father was really connected to the church or went with any regularity, um, but his perspective is is that when the opportunity was there for him to do that and his heart's desire was to do that, he was shut down because he was a divorcee. So my mother was his second wife. Hmm. And so because he wasn't the husband of one wife, as they interpreted that, hmm. um, they ruled him ineligible to hold any position within the church. Hmm. Okay. So I myself have been divorced multiple times and neither one of my children are walking with the Lord. One claims to be an atheist by this. I'm disqualified for a leadership role in the church by whose standard by man or by God, right? Because the Lord says what the Lord put together, let no one tear apart. Right. But then also is man qualifying you or anyone else for leadership or is it the Lord qualifies who the Lord qualifies? Well, but are we talking about leadership over the ecclesia or leadership in my role, what so, I do as a profession? So there's... Because I don't think this is applying to profession. Mm-hmm. It's applying to those over the, the headship of the body. So I, I would ask this question. Why is there a difference? Because this is the criteria the Lord is giving for leadership within the body. But as we just read in this, especially in Timothy, <clears throat> they must manage their own household well. So it starts there. It starts. It's the same for in your house. These are the qualities, characteristics, traits, attributes that we see in our Lord and Savior. We should be consistent across the board, just like our Lord and Savior, whether it's in our home, whether it's in business, whether it's in the church, whether it's in leadership at the local, state, federal level, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not disputing that. I'm just okay. Go, so let's just let's just work on me personally. Sure. And to, you don't know, bring my dad back into it, but just neither one of my children are walking with the Lord. So I would say this: <clears throat> as we're looking at this, everybody that came into Christ is flawed. The newsflash. I know, mm-hmm. it's surprising. Oh my gosh! What a concept. oh my goodness! They sinned and fell short of the glory of God. So as they're looking and judging, these are people that are of the body of Christ. Clearly, you are committing things in your past, denoting outside of the outside of the body of Christ per se. Let, let's just as everybody use that did before example. they came to Christ. As everyone, everyone has made mistakes. So when you come into the body of Christ, how are you carrying yourselves, yourself? And when he's talking about the husband of wife, one wife, it's one wife at a time. And I'm glad you brought that distinction of what God joined together. Let no man tear put or no man put asunder. We have exchanged what. I put together, me and you put together to be equal to what God put together when clearly he makes a distinction when he's talking to Abraham about the women that he took. Sarah is a wife that God said. Hagar is someone else he added to himself by himself with his wife's assistance. God didn't put that together. And he said, send her away. I'll take care of the, the child, but send her away. That's not your wife. Sarah is the one that I told you was going to have the son of promise. So there's a distinction there. And unfortunately, when we come into Christianity or our relationship with God, we bring these trails of humanity with it. Humanity, which is subject to the world, wants to bring in separation, wants to exclude and disqualify someone, wants to um, cast out and put and disregard what God has blessed. Paul was a murderer. I'm pretty sure that disqualifies you. That's not a good reputation, but after Christ, mm-hmm. right? He began to carry himself in a way. And then when it says children of your household, that doesn't mean who you gave birth to. That means children that are under your authority in your home, in your household, you making sure that they do that. Now, when they become the age of majority and they're able to make their own decisions, they have their own life before the Lord. Amen. You're not under bondage in that case because a grown man or woman thinks this way or the other, whether you are their parent or not. That's between them and the Lord. You are judged by what you're doing before God, and God is the one who is able to make you stand or not. And everyone has to make that choice for themselves. Mm -hmm. So you're not responsible for every sin your child commits. That would be... At every age? That (laughs) would be crazy, right? I'm I'm just... Yeah, we're we're discussing this on the whole. Yeah, and and the deeper is that I'm sure there are people that are listening that are saying, well, this doesn't fit me. What does this do? So I think y'all have spoken well to that. <laughs> Sorry, I got a little bit of little zesty attitude there. <laughs> like, wait a second. Well, no, but I think it's important because we don't, we don't openly talk about Christianity and the challenges of living it out in a real and fallen world. And it's, it's, it's as, as I talked about in the last episode, mm-hmm. um, it's not all kumbaya and campfire songs. It's not. No. And we clearly see that. And this mm-hmm. is the, we, we as, as it says, we live in a fallen world with people who have made mistakes and they have been redeemed. And they that. need well, a savior. Good golly. Yes. Who would have thought? Then, but then when we come to him and, he, and we acknowledge who he is as our Lord and Savior, and then we say, you're our God. God, you're, our, you're my God. And I'm your person. You're, right. We're your people. Mm-hmm. All right. You are then now a new creation. Hallelujah. Old things passed away. So I'm not judging you by all these other things. I'm judging you, if, if you will, and 
by judging. I mean, I'm looking at the fruit and the evidence of the Lord in your life, right? Which is right. from so this point forward, from from where you were with uh, with uh, um, Timothy and Titus to. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Which, which you see more even, important about what is the fruit of the Spirit. Right, Amen. and you see even in Amen. there, right? right? Is a display of the fruit of the Spirit evident so that anything that did not line up with what you saw in Timothy or Titus now would be covered by the blood and redeemed by the blood and person be able to move into a position like that. And, and we see the, the additional, hey, look at these things, right? It's, he says in there, not anyone knew. Or not a novice, depending on your translation, right? So, new to the faith that hasn't had time to work all those old ways and things out of their life, right? Mm -hmm. That don't reflect God's nature, character, and attributes in their own. And, 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 and so and they don't get puffed up. sweep because it never stops. Right. right. <laughs> We're always working Absolutely. Out. And Philippians 2.12 says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, um, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation mm -hmm. with fear and trembling. That's akin to renewing the mind, transforming yourself from who you used to be, how you used to think. We're a new creation. That's our spirit man. Our soul man is very much connected to the world, and we have to train it and teach it to think and act and be and do what the Lord is, being transformed into the image of God. That that takes effort and diligence. Absolutely. And, and a and desire and a choice. Time. Absolutely. And when we're looking at this, and we're talking about these men that are full of the Holy Spirit. Now, let's, let's think of time's sake. The Spirit was poured out at one point, and there were a lot of people there, right? Each yes. one of the people had an opportunity to go deeper and further with God. Some mm -hmm. of them chose to remain on the bank. Some of them chose to go in head deep. They, they well, immersed themselves in well, God and allowed the Holy Spirit to use them. But he was presented to everyone who would partake. Can we give another example? Okay. We're talking about the apostles. You're right, and those that desire leadership and office. The Lord selected 12. And out of the 12, there were Peter, James, and John that clearly wanted the relationship with Jesus more than the others. That's why they were called in and, and traveled with Jesus as some of the more intimate times in his life where even greater revelation was there. So, I bring that, that up to, to point this out, right? It's not about trying to exclude people. The desire, the hope, is that everyone would enter in, right? Because we love the brethren, we love everybody, right? Love your neighbors yourself. It was the second greatest commandment. The desire then is that everyone would enter into the same level, the full intimacy with the Lord, right? Depth, knowledge, yes. and, and relationship. But there are those, unfortunately, that only want to enter in to the ankles. And some only want to enter in waist deep. And some want to be fully immersed. That's a choice. But you can always tell the difference. Just like Jesus could with his own disciples. And now as we're studying Acts, his apostles. There were some that, that went in fully submerged. Because that's, that was the desire of their heart. That's what they wanted. And we see that difference. We see the fruit of that, the evidence of that. And that is what the apostles are saying, hey, look at these things. Right? There's always a difference. And we're certainly not judging by who you were before Christ. And yeah, looking so <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't it be fitting to say um, 
that the fruit of the spirit is the evidence of redemption and regeneration. Well, to, to some extent, right? There, I mean, there is a part of that. I mean, so somebody is submitted to the Holy Spirit to allow them to start working on them, to become Christ-like. Those are the things that are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And so Absolutely. as those things yes. are redeemed, as mm-hmm. it were, mm-hmm. then it, it moves them into a different position, perhaps of leadership or whatever it is as the Spirit, as the Holy Spirit leading. But and you, it is a sign of maturation right. in Absolutely. the things of God, that right. you are no longer waving back and forth, today I'm saved, tomorrow I'm not. Uh, uh, you know, you're not wrestling with sin anymore. You've... You've taken dominion over that, and now you are consistently walking in the things of God so that the Holy Spirit is consistently flowing through you, especially when it says with power. that There's a supply that's coming through you, that's flowing mm-hmm. through you, and the Holy Spirit has a vessel that he can use consistently. And able to minister to others their needs. That's a sign of remaining. Jesus said, abide in me, mm-hmm. right? He yes. said, abide. The vine can, uh, he's the vine, we are the branches. The branch can't do anything away from the vine. So that's a, a sign of abiding, which is a, a sign of maturity. That's a, a sign of you're remaining in Christ. You're not on the wave to and fro. You're not wrestling. You've committed. You've made your stance. You're moving forward with him. So, Amen. There's a lot in there. So let's pause there for today because we want to give time for, for each of you to to study the word out. Meditate on it. Meditate on it. Let the Holy Spirit minister right. to you. Right? And see if what we said is true. Mm-hmm. Right? And ask the Holy Spirit. Don't That's ask exactly the stinking saying. religion. Yes. Shucks. Nope, but ask what does the, the Holy Spirit the Lord, say about it? Ask the word and get in there and actually see what he says and look at his character and his nature as well. Amen. So with that being said, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. (laughs) Lord, we just thank you for today, and we thank you for the fruits of the Spirit that that you're cultivating in us, Lord, as we go deeper with you, Lord, and as we mature, Lord. Show us those areas that we need to work on, Lord, and help us with it, God, for we need your strength because ours isn't enough. Mm -hmm. Lord, we thank you for your grace, your compassion, and your mercy, Lord. We thank you for your goodness that drew us unto you, God, and unto salvation, Lord. We thank you for those that are being added into the fold, Lord. We thank you for those brothers and sisters and that you're cultivating them as well, God. We thank you for your saving grace, Lord. We thank you that you are protecting us, Lord, and that you're keeping us, Lord. You're providing for us, and we just thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you, and have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, 
I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.